my radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. This is Inside Sports. Tashi Mamla, the first South African to get 300 in a test match. Your country salutes you. Inside the news. Inside the updates. Assalamu alaikum, just gone five minutes past eight. Uh, you're listening to Inside Sport, exclusive to the Voice of the Cape, where we cover all the latest news and chat to past and present sports stars as well. I'm your host, Firo Sheikh, and my tech tonight is Nasser Maiberg. We're talking football tonight. My guest is the former Santos Cape Town Spurs and Amazulu defender Idris Burton. But before I chat to Idris, let's catch up with the latest news coming through. Of course, it's the big Champions League final, at, uh, which gets underway in about an hour's time. The build-up is on at the moment. Germany taking on France. Bayern Munich, first time uh, finalist Paris Saint-Germain takes on uh, five times uh, champions uh, Bayern Munich at the Estadio de Luz in uh, Portugal. That match gets underway in uh, 55 minutes time. Now there were two uh, matches in the APSA Premiership today. A good win for Cape Town City. They beat Orlando Pirates 1-0 there. Kaiser Chiefs and Stellenbosch, that match just finished a couple of minutes ago. Stellenbosch picked up a good point there. That match ending one all. And in cricket news, day three, the uh, third test there between England and and Pakistan in Southampton. Pakistan bowled out for 273 in their first innings just a short while ago. Azhar Ali on 141 not out. Of course, England made 583 for eight declared in their in their first innings. Zach Crawley a brilliant 267, and Josh Butler got 152. Pakistan trailing by 310 runs in that match. England leading that series 1-0. Time now to say assalamu alaikum to Idris Burton. Walaikum salam and it's a pleasure to be on your show, Firoz. Uh, it's only a pleasure. Thank you for accepting my invitation. Uh, you can join the conversation as well back home. You can call 021-442-3530 or WhatsApp 72 238 if you've got any comments or questions for Idris. But Idris, before we talk about your playing days, I just want to get your thoughts on the Champions League so far, PSG and Bayern. You think the best two teams have finally reached that final? I think on the on the balance of play, I think uh, the best teams and, and definitely the most attacking teams have reached the, the final. I think um, the, the the manner in way they they reached the final, I think was especially Bayern um, practically um, demolishing um, Barcelona, unbelievable. And I think they especially Bayern they deserve it to be in the final. And then. Um, uh, PSG with a with an array of stars in Kylian Mbappe, Neymar, Di Maria, the players that they've got on show. I think they've shown that they've got the quality to to deserve it to be in the final as well. So very very interesting game coming up. Yeah, and of course PSG bought Neymar for the very same purpose that is to win the Champions League. Yes. Uh, been, they've been doing pretty well. And, you know, Idris, uh, Bayern Munich is really impressed with the way they've been mm-hmm. uh, performing. And, you know, it, it's just been outstanding, their, their, their football throughout the, uh, these knockout stages. 
Yeah, they've, they've been, uh, you know, um, the German teams have always shown that they have the capacity to do well. And I think Bayern has just taken it that extra extra notch up. Um, they've been exceptional in their defensive play, but more so in the attacking uh, with, with, with Thomas Muller. They've got Lewandowski, who's, I mean, amazing. I think the rate that he scored goals is, is absolutely amazing. Um, but I think the, tonight is going to be up to whose defences can cope with the, with the offensive players that, that both teams have got uh, on, on, on show. And I'm, for one, really looking forward to that. But Bayern's been my team thus far of the, of the um, UEFA Champions League. So you're saying it's going to be Bayern tonight, right, Idris Bratton? <laughs> you know, I, I, I always want to go for the for the German precision, and I think Bayern has shown it, you know, throughout the, the tournament. So we can say it's German precision versus French flair, and let's yes, see. Without a doubt, that's that's spot on. Yeah, that's spot on. And, and then we're going to see after 90 minutes, maybe 120 minutes, or even penalties, who's going to come out tops. But let's get back to your playing days now. Yeah. Let's talk uh, talk about your amateur days first. Now I. Yeah. I believe you went to Belgravia High and played for a team called Moonlighters. Exactly, that was way back <laughs> in the 80s. Yeah, I think um, running around on the on the Cape Flats, as they call it, growing up at uh, on uh, the, the the grounds of, of Belgravia High School, and then not too far away from 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 Johnson Road, where I played my amateur football for Moonlighters. Mm. And that's where it all started, you know. And I I must be honest, I never thought. I never thought of of even you know those days. Athlone Stadium was the epitome, the high point of any footballer in in the Cape Flats. Yes. And I never thought of playing on that holy ground, let alone um, winning trophies. So I think growing up, playing, running around at Johnson Road, it's never even crossed my mind. But you know what? As they say. Anything is possible, and I think I'm proof of that. No, absolutely, absolutely. Now, was football your always your choice of sport, your first choice? Um, I think, as you as you know, growing up, it's always been you know when it's when it's tennis, then everybody wants to be the next Ivan Lendl. <laughs> when it's soccer, you want to be Maradona, and even when it's uh, cricket, you wanted to be Wolf Richards or so on. I think I've been fortunate enough to have partake in 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 all sports, um, especially uh, at Belgravia High. You know, you were kind of forced to be uh, all rounder. I know taking part in in athletics, uh, even rugby. You know, my father was a was an ardent rugby player in his days and supporter. Um, so yeah, I think. But but there was always deep down, the soccer was always the the favourite one. Yeah, so you were a genuine all-rounder there. Now, I remember you as a hard-tackling, no-nonsense <laughs> defender. Was this yeah. always your style of play? Or were you maybe like other guys? I spoke to Farouk Abrams a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. He started off in, in uh, as a centre-forward before being moving yeah, into yeah. the goals. W- was that always your position? I think, you know what, playing at, at, at Johnson Road, playing at, 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 at Moonlighters, those days, you know, we had, we had maybe three, four, maximum four quality players. And at times, when you are, as a, as, a, as a young teenager, when you're playing against the wind, um, you'll go play up front. And when you're playing with the wind, you'll go play at the back because you're going to have to defend. But I think later on, uh, going into senior football um, from a young age, I, without a doubt, defending was my, was my passion. 
No, so how did you get your first break? I mean, obviously you had two spells with Santos. So your first yeah. spell was playing yeah. in the Federation Professional League That's it, yeah. prior to 91. How did you get that break in terms uh, of playing in that pro ranks? In that pro ranks. I think I was I was fortunate, you know, we, we played at, uh, as I said, I played at, at, at Moonlighters at Johnson Road, playing senior football. And that particular year, 89, I had an amazing year. Um, Moonlighters won the league. We won the, the knockout. And um, I was um, the Football Association's um, Player of the Year. And um, I had a, a guy by the name of Aben Dalvi that was always at Johnson Road. And he recommended me to to come for a, a training with, with Lightbody Santos back mm-hmm. then. And um, that's how I got. And I was fortunate enough that um, in that weekend, uh, one of the light bodies, uh, Santos players, I think it was one of the defenders got injured and they needed a replacement to play that weekend. I think it was uh, in PE. And those days you had to play on a, a double header on a Friday night and then the Sunday afternoon, the, the second game. So my first game was against um, PE Blackpool. At, uh, at I think it was George Goff or one other one other two stadiums. Oh, Galvin, wasn't it Galvin? Or it could have been Galvindale. You're right. You're right. <laughs> could have been Galvindale. Yeah. And then the the, the Sunday's game was against Hotspurs. Uh, Mylia jumped them on at I think that was either also George Goff or whatever. I can't I can't remember the stadium. Uh, or Adcock. Adcock. Sorry, Adcock. Yeah. 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 And um, and that's where it all started. You know, I never looked back. And uh, I was fortunate. Somebody else's misfortune uh, became my fortune, you know. And that's how I, I, I never looked back since then. Yeah, and they say the rest is history, and really is history with with yeah. you as a player because you had a phenomenal uh, career. Now, in terms of the uh, the federation, I know you know the Cape teams. Uh, me personally, growing up in Durban, we used to go yeah, to yeah. Curry's Fountain yeah. and watch the teams exactly. every week. Mm-hmm. The Cape teams, you guys dominated the federation. You know, from the eighties, you know, it yeah. was uh, Glen Dean, then it was Glendine, Santos, Cape Town Spurs. Cape Town yeah. Spurs. Later on, it was Batswood towards the end. Uh, the so, so you just had a few seasons in the federation. Talk about some of your highlights with Santos in the Federation. I think um, my, my biggest highlight with him in the, in the Federation is obviously winning the league. Um, and then that year we won the double with, uh, with the Olsen's Cup. We beat, we beat Manning Rangers <laughs> at, at, I think it was at Chatsworth. Yeah, Unit yeah, 3B. We, we beat them at, at, at Manning Rangers. And, and for me, you know, that kind of gave me a, uh, a taste of... of um, professional football but wasn't professional back then you know because obviously you had to either be at school or you had to work and it was like it was still like part time but that gave me um, almost like the the sense that you know I can I can take that to the next level mm. and it was just just hard work pure hard work and, and nothing else no, absolutely. And then, of, of course, it must have been a great feeling with unification in 91, yes. knowing that yes. you'll be playing with everybody else. Because yeah. surely when you started in 89, you didn't think about that. That wasn't Never. in the picture. And then when this came along, you know, it must have been a wow factor for you guys. It was absolutely amazing. I think we were, I think there were six teams going back that was uh, from the from the federation that were going to be part of the of the national the NSL at that time the national soccer league mm. and um, Santos was one of them and uh, running around playing uh, we never expected to to be playing against your your Kaiser Chiefs 
yeah. your Orlando Pirates, your uh, Morocco Swallows, um, and you know it was it was like sure. I mean, players that I used to listen to on radio, like like teenage teenage Latla, yes, um, Ace, um, Samoan, you know, it was yeah. it was the names that you were only hearing on on radio because that time it was only listening to the Orlando Pirates versus Kaiser Chiefs on radio. Yes. Very seldom there was an opportunity to watch it on TV. So it was like really, you know, and and especially for us as 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 Santos, Lightbody Santos at the time, being the top team in the federation, having just won the league in 1990 and having won the the the, the cup, the Olsen's Cup in 1990 as well. It was an opportunity for us to really see how good are we really coming up against your 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 superstars at the time. Mm. So it was it was and we could not wait. You know, it was a it was a real uh, opportunity for everybody, and um, it was it was it, like you said, it was it was really wow, is it really happening? And um, it was just uh, you know, it, and for me, it just. It's fond memories and and um, it's 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 a setting, uh, the the stepping stones for me especially for for what I've what I've achieved in 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 my career. Idris, before we just take a, a commercial ad break, I just want to find out. You mentioned Athlone Stadium earlier on when yeah. you played amateur yeah. football. So, yeah. as an amateur player, you, you guys never really got to play in Athlone, or was it just finals the being only, played in Athlone Stadium? Only, you're right. The only time as an amateur player you were going to get a chance is either when you play for your for the provincial pro- provincial team or when you played way back then it was called the Virginia Challenge Cup. It was almost like the amateur FA Cup of football. Mm. And that was the only time that you're gonna get an opportunity, either semi final or final of the Virginia Challenge Cup. And I think I was fortunate enough that time with Moonlighters we reached the semi final and unfortunately we lost. I think that we lost to Saxon Rovers, yeah. but I, I, I eventually got an opportunity to put my 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 feet on the holy ground of of, of Athlone Stadium, yeah. um, not knowing that it was going to be like like second nature for me sure. growing up in the next years to come. Sure, absolutely, Idris. But we're going to just take a quick ad break, and we come back. We'll continue our discussion. Okay, thank you. This is Inside Sports. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back. It's just gone 21 minutes past 8 o'clock. You're listening to Inside Sport on Voice of the Cape. My guest tonight is Idris Burton. Idris, before we carry on, just by the way, I just wanted to ask you, Moonlighters, are they still in yeah. existence? No, they're not in existence anymore. Okay. All right. So so you then joined the Cape Town Spurs, the, the post-91. Uh, what made you leave the people's team to join the Spurs? Obviously, um, you mentioned earlier yeah. on it was the NSL at the time. Yes. Obviously, um, playing NSL 91, 92, and 93. And then 93, um, uh, Lightbody Santos got relegated to the, to the first division. So obviously, we as, as, um, there was a few players as, as young players or some of them, uh, uh, expected uh, players with, with, with the talent got, um, Almost like uh, scouted by other teams, mm. and that's how I ended up in 1994 um, getting a contract with with Cape Town Spurs, uh, and that's that's the reason why. Obviously, it was and and not that I wanted to, 
But uh, at the time, the, the, the owners um, and the director, Nazmi Bardin, was very fortunate enough to have had a good relationship with him. And he said, you know, uh, you have the talent and uh, uh, there's an offer made from, from Cape Town Spurs uh, for you. So we just feel it's, it's, it's for your best interest. And um, that was also the nature of, 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 of Nazmi Bardin. You know, always the well-being of others put before his own well-being. So, yeah, it has been the that is the only reason why I left uh, the people's team at the time. Now, you you won the league and cup double, I believe, with them as well. Yes. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, I think we had uh, in 1994 we we came second uh, in 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 the league at the time. I think we had a. We had a good, we had a coach of Mitch De Avery and the players that that was part of that team was like you know would have would uh, would become household names later on. I mean we had Andre Aronson go uh, myself at the back with uh, Zimbabwean captain Francis Shonai, uh, David Niati as a left back, um, Craig Rosley as a right back. We've had um, up front we had uh, Sean Bartlett with Roger Lupia, the late Roger Lupia. We had um, in midfield, we had David Watise, um, we had uh, Manny Rodriguez, young up and coming players, Zane Alexander. So, um, very, it was a very uh, well established and well assembled team. And then we, we, we continued the form of 1994 to, to capture the, um, the league in 1995 as well as the, the Bob Say Super Bowl. So, that has been. Uh, it, it has been great, and then um, you know the, the the players that I've mentioned. You could, you know, the, they 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 became household names in in the, in the years to come. Yeah, they were household names back then. You're absolutely correct. Now, I just got a WhatsApp message here from Irfan Abrams. He yeah. says, uh, what a true gentleman and legend of the football game in South Africa, an example of what a true football professional is, that many uh, young footballers can try and emulate him, should have played for Bafana more often. He inspires <laughs> me. I truly love him for the sake of Allah. May Allah guide yeah, and protect him always. P.S., you still playing, by the way, Idris. He says when he plays socially, he still thinks he's 21 <laughs> years old. <laughs> Listen, we still think, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are. Uh, you still think you, you can run and you can. <laughs> but you know what? That, that passion and that desire never goes out of your, out of your veins. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, mm. Amazulu then knocked on your door. We yeah. saw you make the move to Durban for a few seasons. Uh, did you enjoy your stay with Amazulu and Durban no, as well? No, was, Amazulu was amazing. Obviously, in '95, the owner of Cape Town Spurs, David Rodwell, sold um, uh, Cape Town Spurs. And um, having had a good season, I've got player of the year at, at Cape Town Spurs. Um, I've had a few offers from outside of Cape Town. And um, Mike McCobb, being the coach at Amazulu at the time, uh, then came for my for my signature, and that's how I ended up in in Durban. But I think uh, at that time the experience at Amazulu and Durban was was absolutely amazing. Um, the first year or so we, we we achieved good results. Later on, not so good. But the one thing that really stands out for me was the the passion and the the, the desire and the whole loyal. Uh, supporters was the one that stood out for me you know the supporters even up until today I'm still in contact with some of the the, the, the Amazulu supporters 
They were absolutely amazing. And, you know, to have 100 to 150 to 120 people at training in those days for Amazulu training, that just showed how loyal passionate and they how were as well. Passionate they are. Yeah. No, absolutely. Where did you train for Amazulu Bar? Was we it in trained, the... that time? We trained, you know, on the outside field at um, Kings at Park. the Kings Park Rugby yes. Stadium. We had the clubhouse there. We had, I think, the the setup. We we shared the gym within the in the uh, Kings Park um, mm. Stadium. Mm. There was an amazing relationship with Amazulu and uh, and uh, um, the Sharks at the time. So we we kind of that was my real because remember. At, at up until Cape Town Spurs, I was still having a normal nine to five job. But moving to Amazulu, it was only football at the time. So and and the experience I had there was absolutely amazing with a with a setup that Mike McCobb did with um, with the, the engagement at at the at the Kings Park Stadium, the facilities. Uh, we were like real true professionals. Yeah, so you can confidently say that uh, that stint with Amazulu where you were like a real full-time football yeah. professional. Yeah. Just another WhatsApp exactly. message coming to us. Assalamu alaikum Idris. Shukran for the honest, kind words of Nazmi. Much appreciated. Suleikha Badin. Oh, I find it's a pleasure. But I mean, I'm just talking from my experiences and, you know, it, it just comes from the heart. So No, absolutely. And you were that type of player as well, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't uh, I don't hide anything. I give my 150% all the time. Uh, it doesn't matter, you know, even even at training, you know, it was like I would hate losing a five-a-side. Mm. You know, and, and I had this this belief that you've got to train like you play a match. Because your body will not be able to perform at 100% if you don't train at 100%. It's, it's just normal. Your, your muscles are not conditioned like a match. You cannot you cannot perform as if you're in a match. So that's how I've been. And, um, and like your fan says, possibly I'm still like that. Even <laughs> if I have to go play a... A five-a-side celebrity game. <laughs> I'm still like that. No, absolutely. Now, I suppose it was inevitable that you returned to Santos yes. in 97, I think, and played there until your retirement in That's 2007. Correct, yeah. Was that a tough decision to make when Gulam Ali approached you to return? Yeah, it was. Um, I think it was, uh, like I said, I had a, a, a really amazing time at Amazulu. Um, I got called up for my first... Uh, Bafana cap while I was at Amazulu. So me personally, I've had a, a, a great time. I achieved a lot of things at Amazulu personally, but as a team, we did not reach the heights that was expected. Mm-hmm. And that kind of put a dampener on, on me because you know, as a, as a footballer, you want to play in the quarterfinals, you want to play in the semifinals of knockouts, you want to play mm-hmm. in the top eight, you want to achieve you you don't want to be fighting relegation all the time and that's what my my last two years at Amazulu was and I just felt you know you being away from home you've given your all for three years to Amazulu and you as a team I haven't really really been successful and that's why I decided I need to go back home I need to almost like revitalize and 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 refresh my my career and uh, that's why i decided to come back home and santos was the first one 
to approach me to come back. Now, Amazulu is a team like that has been like a team like that for a while, or even now they they in the relegation battle. Yeah, you know, up and down, up and down exactly. all the time. Exactly, it's, it's 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 very unfortunate, and and I, no, the reason why I'm saying unfortunate because of the loyal support that they've mm. got. I mean, they've got amazing support. I mean, you all know that you know yeah. from your time at Amazulu at the, in in Durban. So I just feel so sad for the for the supporters segment. It's an amazing club. It's the supporters, the supporter structures, and everything. Uh, and they just it's, there's something that just cannot get the the final puzzle pieces together for that team really to to achieve uh, what it's been achieving. And you know, in the 80s, they were one of the, the top teams. 88, yeah. they won the Coca-Cola Cup. They they were one of the forces as far as supporters could support is concerned they were competing with your chiefs mm. and your and your pirates mm. you know so it was just sad that they uh, they've never really uh, taken the springboard to the, to the next level for the team itself now, obviously, the cherry on the top of any career is playing for your country. Now, I'm sure yes. when you started off in the mm-hmm. Federation, that thought would have never crossed your mind because never. you never really had a country to play for. There were different the professional leagues, NSL, <coughs> FPL. Prior to that, they had, they had the NFL as well. NFL, yeah. So, um, being capped for your country, uh, yeah. firstly, tell us who it was again. And what was the feeling like to, to play for your country? Yeah, you know you 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 summed that up perfectly. You know, uh, running around at at Johnson Road, eventually going to play at um, at Athlone Stadium regularly, uh, and 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 other other stadiums in what, what we used at at the Federation times. It never crossed my mind once that that I could be playing for my country. I, I don't even think representing my country was ever in my mind. Um, Upon unification, all these things became uh, a, a reality, and there was always that opportunity. And eventually, when it when it when it happened in 19 the latter stages of 1996, um, it was like a dream come true. Um, I was in Durban at the time, um, and funny enough, my first game was also in Durban. We played um, Kenya in a Four Nations tournament. Um, and I uh, started the game against Kenya at the Kings Park um, Rugby Stadium. So that was my experience, and and it was up until today. The when the, the national anthem is sung or when the national anthem is played, it still brings memories back to that particular moment in my in my career, because you know it, it's it's a, it's an extremely proud moment for any sports person. To represent a country, and for me, coming, growing up, being born in Aydafelt, growing up on the Cape Flats, not for one minute did I imagine that you would be playing and representing your country. So it was, it, it's, it's a memory that will always, always um, stand out for me. And um, almost like tongue in cheek, maybe um, Irafan was right that uh, I should have played more. But you know what, <laughs> even if I had played one minute, I would have been happy. No, absolutely. I mean, that's any any sports person's dream, like you exactly. say, is to represent their yeah. country in whatever sport it is, you know, Doesn't football, matter. cricket, yeah, rugby. It's, it's, a real, it's a real top, top achievement in any sporting uh, uh, person's career. And that's that's what you that's what you achieve. But um, it was, it was un... Absolutely amazing. 
Now, now you won many honors with Santos. Pop Save yes. Knockout, PSL yes. League title, the yes. BP Top 8, APSA Knockout Cup. Yes. Um, those must have been proud moments for you as a professional footballer. Exactly. I think, um, you know, people often ask me, uh, what is my proudest moment? And obviously it is representing your country. Um, and then they ask me, what is... Uh, a bit of a letdown and obviously it's not representing your country more enough or, or, or more times at least but the achievements that I've done at Santos especially being the captain has made up more than a hundredfold for any anything that, or any letdown or any negativity um, and I think more so even a um, little bit tongue in cheek the, the trophies that we've won because Whenever the trophy is lifted, your captain is the first person mm. that touched the trophy. <laughs> so I was fortunate enough to be the first person to lift the trophy. Quite you a know, few so, trophies. So that's, that was the one thing that um, really, you know, I've, like I said, I won the league at Cape Town Spurs. I won the bobsay there. But winning the league with, with Santos and winning the bobsay with Santos, purely because of, of knowing where the club has come from, I mean, we used to train mm. on Clover Crescent. We used to train on the side without having to put up lights um, or having sometimes having to use the the street lights as your as your um, lights for the for the training. So you know, it has just been absolutely amazing, and it's been that has been enough recognition for me, knowing exactly where the club has come from and where everybody involved with the club has come from. So. I am extremely and I'm over the moon for what Santos have achieved. And you know what? Walking in the street currently, people still know me as Idris Burton that has played for Santos. You know, you know, I was going to mention that now. They were known as the people's <laughs> team, right? So, yes. of course, Santos had passionate fans as well. Yes, yes, exactly. You know what? I They still supporters. um uh, they used to call him the number one and number two supporters, um, Aiki and Rashida. Mm. And up until today, they still send me messages for my birthday. Wow. You will not believe it. They still send me a message on E-Day to wow. wish me. Oh, that's brilliant. And, but you know what? It's also um, the joy that you have brought to these passionate supporters, man. That was that was the 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 the, the, um, the main thing, and um, they were there through the rain, the everything, traveling by train when we won the the um, BP top eight against Sundowns. Mm. We had a train that that went down um, when we when we won the the Bob Save. We had I think five buses that went down, and those passionate supporters were on the train, on the buses, and it was, you know, so I think uh, Santos have had amazing support. And I think if you look at through the years, Federation, the Athens Stadium was packed. Early days in the in the NSL, the Friday night games, you would you would be thinking it's a, it's a World Cup game at Athens Stadium because of the supporters. And that's what it was. And they were... Listen, they were absolutely amazing. 
No, absolutely. After the break, we're going to talk about some of those players in that Santos team. And of course, you, you, you worked under some fabulous coaches as well. Yes, but I just definitely. want to mention something. You spoke about the fans. Even at Amazulu, you, you yeah. mentioned that like, you entertain them and, and they appreciate that. And they appreciate They actually yeah. love you basically forever. Forever. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. The Amazulu supporters are, were, were absolutely amazing. I mean, whenever I go to Durban, um, there's a guy, Lutuli, that he will come and fetch me at the airport. He will give me his car to drive. I'm, I'm not joking. No, no I know. That's I know. Exactly. That, yes, absolutely. That's how they are. I mean, I've got, you know, playing days, I used to have uh, supporters bringing me bags of fruit to the stadium. They would bring me like six, like a case of, of, of Cokes, a case of Fantas. And they would carry it to me. I used to stay in, in, in Berea. Mm. And uh, they would carry it to my, to my <laughs> flat. I stayed close to, to Margaret Center. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, I've, I, at Santos, uh, one of the supporters used to give me, a, um, for a birthday present, they gave me one of these mugs and I had a, a, one of my pictures on it. And I still, up until today, I still have that mug. Wow. Idris, you we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion. This is Inside Sports. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back. Just gone 20 to 9. We're chatting to Idris Burton tonight. Also, just a reminder, there's 20 minutes to go before the uh, big final, Champions League final, Paris Saint-Germain, trying to win it for the very first time versus five-time winners, Bayern Munich. Uh, now, Idris, uh, we were talking about your titles with Santos. Yeah. And just before the break, uh, I mentioned top players and coaches. Now, Santos had some very good players at the time. And, of yeah. course, some of the coaches, if I can think of Clive Barker, Gordon Eagleson, yeah, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, exactly. uh, I think Bobby Solomons was there as well. Yeah. So exactly. tell us about that experiences of... with these uh, players and coaches. I think um, from a from a coach's point of view, um, I've been fortunate enough to to start out with 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 Bobby Solomons being one of one of my mentors. Almost, you know, I was going through some of my old um, clippings and that, um, you know. During lockdown, we had a lot of time, eh? Yeah, <laughs> I went that's through some true. of the old clippings and that. <laughs> so um, I came across, you know, Bubi used to give us these notes, handwritten notes for for defenders, how to defend, what to do if it's in the, in the last third or using this. You know, so that kind of put a platform, and I'm talking now in the in the in the 90s as a, as a coach. Uh, Bobby used to do that, um, and then you know I was I was very fortunate um, at, at at Cape Town Spurs. I've had Mister Avery, who went on to go and um, coach the under 23s. Mm. He went to go and coach in in in, in Australia for for Perth. Uh, at Amazulu, I had I had Mike McCobb, amazing uh, amazing football brain. Um, tactically, he, he came from uh, winning the league with with Orlando Pirates. Um, amazing coach. Um, then coming back to to Santos, I think that's where it all all started. I had a few spells with Bubi uh, and Farouk Khan as well, and then your, we won the the Bob save with 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 Clive Barker. Amazing Clive! I, I think I've always had a a special relationship with Clive. Going back to Amazulu as well, and my time time in Durban, spent a lot of time with him. Um, with Puma, he had a Puma outlet. Mm. Doing promotions for him, with him, you know, going up to the to the coast as far as the shore way and all those um, 
those places up there that we that we went to do these promotions. Um, but Clive, you know, I, I yet have to come across a, a motivator as as Clive. He will make you feel as if you're the best player in the world. I mean, when we played Sundowns in the in the Bobsay final, I mean. Player for player, there was absolutely no way that we should have been on the same park as Sundowns. So, but on the day, we wanted it more. Clive, uh, Booby Solomons made us feel as if we are world beaters. And um, we ended up uh, scoring the one goal and we we defended, you know? Mm. And um, then later on, Gordon Egerson, uh, we won the league with Gordon, another, I mean, his track record's speaks for itself, um, absolutely amazing. Uh, another good motivator, uh, knows how to get the best out of players and knows how to, to, to plan for games and that type of thing. Even had a short stint to us um, with Muxin Ertogron. I think one of the, 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 the best coaches as well that I've worked with from a, a modern day uh, approach to games. So I've been, I've been fortunate and I think my relationship with the coaches and especially as captain has brought out the best in me um, throughout my career and um, I'm, I'm very fortunate for that and um, uh, you know I can pick up the phone now and still speak to any one of them and that's the kind of relationship that I've had with them you know and it's just been I've just been so fortunate and, and it's been absolutely amazing. No, fantastic. Now, you were Mr. Santos, so to speak. Uh, 277 appearances, number 23, and eventually when you left, that number was uh, was retired. retired. That must yeah, have been a proud yeah. moment for you as well. It was proud, but also very, very sad. <laughs> you know, having to hang up your boots. Uh, I deep down thought I could have played, could have played another year, <laughs> but I think I had to look at that. At, um, and other options but you know what um, uh, it was really uh, um, so appreciative that that the jersey uh, number 23 was 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 retired um, I just felt um, you know it just just everything just sums up in in that 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 they that Santos did for me in retiring the number 23 um, it's been absolutely amazing I would not change a single thing in my career Mm. Um, it's just been absolutely amazing and I honestly I've never thought for one minute like I said from the start even being able to play at Athlone Stadium then having to play all over Africa we played CAF Champions League playing in Ghana playing in Cameroon playing in Kenya and then even with a national team playing abroad I mean 2002 playing a World Cup warm-up game against Ecuador in Spain um, playing uh, you know all over so I've just been fortunate and you know what I've, I've enjoyed every minute of it and um, I just thank the Almighty Allah for it and it's just been I've just been blessed no absolutely you were an absolute uh, professional in the true sense of the word, when it came to yeah. uh, to football, but it must be very disappointing as well now, at least knowing that uh, yeah. the club you loved so much. I'm sure yeah. you still love Santos a lot. No. They, they, you yeah. know, they're not in the top flight. They got relegated. That must be a bit uh, disappointing. Yeah, you know, I, I went to go and visit uh, one of the old Santos Federation guys, Donovan Ronnie, um, um, this morning, 
And funny enough, we spoke about that um, at least almost for 40 minutes this morning. And um, it, it is very sad. And for me, especially having achieved so much with a club, it's, it's extremely sad. And um, uh, especially from where the club has come from, Federation, being the stalwarts in Federation, having won every uh, uh, trophy in the in the NSL era, uh, and and what is it that has achieved in South African football? Mm. It's extremely sad, you know. Um, but we just gotta hope. Maybe we I see um, Swallows have made a made a U-turn in the in the national first division. They're laying second at the moment. So who knows? With with um, anything is possible, and you know, there's always somebody out there that we can. We can count on to maybe try and revive the, the fortunes of Santos, and then we 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 might see the the revival. But see, at, see. At, is, at this point, it is very sad, and especially you know wherever I go uh, in Cape Town, especially it, it almost saddens me whenever if I go to the garage, the petrol attendant, hey, mm. Mr. Burton, Santos, what's happening? Uh, I go to pick and pay. Mr. Burton, it is. What's happening with Santos? When are they coming? You know, so it, it 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 happens on a daily basis, and um, it just makes me so sad that um, that the club is has um, almost like disappeared from the from the the, the the football arena. And and you know, you rightfully say that. It's amazing. The first thing that the people will say: What happened to Santos? How yeah. come the day? You know. Obviously, after your career, uh, you chose to go into management. Uh, yeah, you had yeah. posts with Santos, Cape Town All-Stars, Vasco da Gama. Yeah. Was that always something you, you wanted to get involved with? Was, was coaching yeah. not part of it, though? Um, not really. I must be honest with you. I, I thought I could add more value, and especially um, with our up-and-coming young young players, I could add more to them from a, from an administration point, and especially with... Being uh, offering them an opportunity, and then also from a from a um, looking after them from all aspects, and I thought I could I could add more value in in that capacity, um, and I think I did uh, a lot at, at at Santos in the time that I was involved in administration, and even 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 later on, um, uh, you know, I often look at uh, the young players that have that have come through. And you know, I was I was fortunate enough to add a bit of value to 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 them, and that's what I'm happy about. And it's just been uh, it's just been an amazing uh, a ride for me, you know. And uh, I always tell people that it is something that you that you love, and then you're still getting paid to do it. Mm. You know, it's 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 like the it's like the dream job. Absolutely, Idris Burton, yeah. uh, you are a true legend of the game. Absolutely. Thanks for chatting to us tonight and all the very best to you. It's a pleasure and thank you to all the listeners. And, um, you know, I hope that uh, we're going to have a good game coming up now with the Champions League. Yeah, absolutely. We look forward to that. Just about 10 minutes to go. That was Idris Burton, of course, chatting to us. I hope you enjoyed another edition of Inside Sport. I'll be back with more sporting news on the drive time from Monday to Friday. From me, Firo Sheikh, had a love. Have a lovely evening. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is Inside Sports.